What's going on, world? I'm Nick Ross, and this is Fish Tank Sessions. Fish Tank Sessions. Welcome. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now, but we're not here to talk about that today. My name is Nick Ross. If you don't know, this is that show, Fish Tank Sessions. We have a really cool person over here right now. She drove all the way over here in a back brace just to talk to all of us. Sarah Blaine is in the house, <laughs> not to be confused with David Blaine. Easy confusion, I understand. So I thought it would be pretty neat to bring her in and just kind of see what's going on in her life these days. Well, there's a lot of new stuff, so. <laughs> now, would you say that it's one new thing or just a, a mess load of crazy new things? There has been so much going on in my life since the beginning of 2020 besides COVID that I feel like it's it's a mix of stuff that's all kind of combined into just the first half of 2020, you know? I feel like when we first entered 2020, we all had like these huge goals and oh my God, it was going to be the year. It's always the year, but <laughs> it was going to be the year, 2020. And then as soon as it started, it came down that quick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we're staying inside, can't go outside. We're scared to go outside. Should we go outside? We don't even know what to do. I don't even know what the answer is. Do you know what the answer is? No, but I'll tell you, it's been having a rainy day on all my plans. That's for sure. I was supposed to be going to Norway at the beginning of this um, in in May. Of course, with all the shutdowns, that was canceled. Was going to go to Russia. That was canceled. Was going to take all these vacations in my new tiny house. That got canceled. But yeah, hopefully maybe 2021 will be our year. 2020 is canceled. <laughs> canceled. But you mentioned something that I've been uh, kind of following lately that you've been um, pretty active on with social media and that you've recently started like to build your own tiny home, <laughs> right? Yeah, I did. I, um, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, micro house, tiny house, little camper on wheels, something to just get me off grid and out there traveling, out there seeing more music um, and really just experiencing the world from just a small little space that I've created on my own. Um, So yeah, at the beginning of last year of September, started building it, bought the thing and, you know, finished it earlier this March and it's been parked ever since. (laughs) Goodness. So you spent all this time organizing, figuring out your whole plan. You invest in the trailer. Mm -hmm. You you do all the remodeling, all the building. It's finished. And now it can't go anywhere. Exactly. Yes. So kind of the way it was, it was really... I kind of winged it. So I say that, you know, for two years I had all these envisions and I planned it out and I drew all these, you know, game plans, blueprints. But when it came down to it, we didn't know what we were doing. To be completely honest, so many things went wrong. And every day it was just like, okay, well, how are we going to get it to where it can just function and and just work and still drive and be able to to work? And and it was really cool because I got really close to my dad. It was really neat to see what my own physical body could do. You know, little did I know I didn't do it right, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, it was cool to see that, you know, me, this little 5'2", 110-pound girl, could build a freaking tiny house, you know? So that was really fun, yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be. I mean, myself, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that thinks this, because we see, you know, we watch the shows on Hulu or Netflix and these tiny home builds and these people giving up, like, what they have to go live in a simpler lifestyle, and we all have that ambition. It's like, you know what? Maybe we can do it, but we never really do it. But you did. so <laughs> It's a blessing and a curse to be like this. I'm telling you. <laughs> but that's what I, I think that is so interesting about it. How big was the uh, the trailer that you purchased? So it is a 6 by 12 cargo trailer, uh, 1,200 pounds without anything in it. So I think now it weighs about 
3,000 pounds with all the wood and all the stuff. But yeah, 6x12, that's all I have just to travel the world in. <laughs> so in that 6x12, I'm assuming you have a, there's a bedroom in there, or there's maybe a kitchen? I wouldn't necessarily say a bedroom or a kitchen. It's all kind of just a room. So you have one wall that's a bedroom. You have one wall that's a kitchen. You have a little couch. And then in the very top corner is like my makeshift bath room thing if you want to call it that there's no running water so when I say that it's a tiny house I definitely only plan to travel in it for maybe three or four days at a time it because it doesn't have running water not sustainable to be you know a clean human and and still live in the tiny house the uh, wet wipe days are over (laughs) yeah I've got the whole like portable shower thing I don't know how well that'll work in the winter so I'm still only kind of taking it out on weekends but I mean you know it serves as a bathroom it has like a little tiny camping toilet and a mirror what more do you need right I mean like you said if it's it's for short-term use I mean you don't need to have a whole bidet and maybe a claw tub inside of a (laughs) tiny home exactly just just to serve the basic function that you need it for you got it that's all hopefully the goal is is that I'm going to be out hiking a majority of the day. I only need the dang thing to eat my food and go to sleep, you know. That's really all we really need a home for. <laughs> Unless for a lot of us right now that are all working from home where our home becomes basically our entire viewpoint from life today. Mm-hmm. So you, you you bought the trailer, you had all the remodeling done, you worked with your dad. Now, what was the hardest part, would you say, about building the tiny home? The measurements. <laughs> and work. Yeah, I know that sounds silly, but working with my dad for measurements, it sounds very silly, but I am such a let me eyeball it and get it done. My dad is an engineer. So he's like, okay, well, this is seven by three fourths and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dad, just saw it here or just cut it here. And we we butted heads on that. And most of the time I was right. But <laughs> it was neat to see how we were able to work together and at least, you know, get something. There's little parts in the tiny house that there are gaps, you know, where I'm like, oh, just cut it an extra inch. But there are some parts in the tiny house that are so meticulous and perfect. And, and I really do appreciate my dad for that. But I would say that was the hardest part because we argued a lot with that. I wanted to do it my way. Well, <laughs> what I took from that is that now basically the entire interior structure now has bits and pieces of both you and your dad <laughs> that will kind of always linger in the existence of that tiny home that was built exactly exactly and he has recently lost his father so it was cool for us to really bond and do that and i know every time when i travel now i'll think of him so it's cool that's beautiful (laughs) to do that build you know with your father that you know someone that you can trust and make sure that it's all in there for you probably also makes you feel a bit more secure that everything's intact and you're not going to take it on your first or second trip and it's to fall apart <laughs> let's let's hope <laughs> yeah knock on wood right and another thing was being daddy's little girl he bought a lot of the materials for me along the way that's a huge win we're right not there. gonna tell my mom hopefully she's not listening to this but it was nice i got a like 500 dollars generator he gave me for my birthday there you go. and i'm like okay let's put that sucker in there so no i'm i'm really lucky that he was there with me to do that since we've we've got all of this going on, do you have any type of maybe personal trip planned or, or anything in 2020 that you're wanting to venture out and do on your own with the tiny home? Yeah, I'm hoping if maybe by fall, whenever it starts to get cooler and whenever I'm back in commission, I'll talk about that later, I'm sure. I'm currently out of commission right now. She's halfway. <laughs> I'm hoping that in the fall, I'll be able to drive up to Yellowstone in about three days and then take about a week and a half to come back down. That's what I really want to do, passing through Utah, passing through New Mexico and Colorado, doing arches and, and you know some of the, the ones in Utah I haven't done. 
I've never done Glacier, I've never done Yellowstone, and I've never done um, some of the really common ones like Rocky Mountain National Park. You know, like I've been there, but I haven't really hiked it. And that's that's kind of my goal. I'd like to do that road trip if I if I can, if things are open. Definitely something that you'll have to foresee right now, because I think a lot of the state parks have been closing due to the crisis with COVID-19. Yeah, a lot of them are closed. A lot of, well, luckily for me, camping spots, everything, that's like pretty much closed. Of course, with the tiny house, that would hopefully counteract that but even like trails are closed all utilities are closed if i needed to get food i mean a lot of those concessions are closed it's real not not applicable and there's probably not a whole lot of shops even in the surrounding area for you to even pick up food at so it Mm -hmm. just almost makes that trip a little bit more difficult than you had probably planned for or hoped for (laughs) yeah and why do it if it's going to be chaotic i'd rather just wait and and make sure that it's the best first trip in the anjuna cruiser and then you can really enjoy and it's funny you say that because it makes me kind of think back to everything going on right now hitting us home today and like we talked about it when you first came over is that this is electric forest weekend electric forest (laughs) i know i know it's like i was just telling you how happy i was that my hat came in the mail yesterday i've been waiting endlessly seeing everybody on Facebook posting about it. I'm like, where's mine? (laughs) And then it finally showed up. So that was very happy about that. But, you know, when we look into the future, like with other festivals, because we already know Forest is gone, here we are. And But what we see are the other ones that are planned out in the fall that we're still seeing a little bit of hype for, but it's like, oh, is it really going to happen? What, what, what do you think? Do you think we're going to still see anything in the fall? Or do you think it's going to kind of stay where we're at? I don't think there's going to be much in the fall. That's my prediction. I think we're going to try for it. I think there's going to be people that are hopeful, but I don't, it just realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe some of the drive-in raves that we've seen, I have mixed feelings about that. But I've heard a lot of negativity <laughs> about those uh, drive-in raves. I just don't know how you could safely leave if you've been drinking or whatever you partake in. Like, I don't know, whatever you do you, but I'm, I'm thinking 2021 would be the safest time to start bringing things back. You know, aptly named the Anjuna Cruiser. Hopefully there are some Anjuna shows that we see coming out in 2020. Um, but I think to be safe, 2021. I have to fully agree with you because yeah. I think even anything that goes on in the fall, I think it's not going to be the same free-spirited feeling. It's not. Oh, no. Everyone's There's still going to be that worry, that scare. Everyone's thinking about what they're doing, what they, who they're with, who they're touching, how close they are to each other, which I don't think that is really makes people feel good in the end when they're going to a concert or a show or a festival and they have to have that worry. Mm-mm. It's almost like throw in the towel. We're done. We're already halfway through. So let's power the rest of the six months, see what 2021 has to offer. And then we'll reanalyze. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. You got it, Nick Ross. Right there. <laughs> obviously, when I when we talked yesterday, I saw you today. Obviously, there's one thing that I, you know, can't not see, and that's your back brace. Yep. It's uh, my Ninja Turtle shell. So I, I, I told Sarah that when she first got here, it looked like a bulletproof corset. <laughs> and I mean, it really does. I mean, it. <laughs> it's solid. Solid. And it's got like the whole corset wraps on the side. It's actually very solid. And I would also say it's uh, very pretty. It works. <laughs> Styling. You, you need to kind of like maybe uh, put some beads on it, maybe some pens. Oh, so many know. people have told me to bedazzle it. So many people. Bedazzle. That's the word I was thinking, but I couldn't get it out. Hey, the craft girl, I got you. <laughs> Boom. I know we mentioned that this was kind of something that went through during the tiny home build. Mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't something that's kind of you, that you carried for most of your life. This was kind of a recent thing that yeah. also on top of this... COVID-19, civil unrest, it's like, whoa, now my back's in place. We don't think about the little things that can happen every day because our mind's so altered on other Mm -hmm. things. So maybe you tell us a little bit about that experience. What happened? How did it happen? The the procedure? and Yeah, so I had a herniated disc that I found out in April. 
around March, I like the start of COVID, I had started experiencing some like minor like leg pain and it was real like easy at first. I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, okay, I pulled a hammy, you know, whatever, yoga or something, I'll just ease it out. And it got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, okay, what the hell is going on? Went in and got an MRI, I had a herniated disc. And then they also told me the two discs above it were crumbling. So apparently I have degenerative disc disease or something. Yeah, not fun to be a a hiker and have your back, you know, blown out. But yeah, so I don't know what I could attribute it to other than building the tiny house and maybe lifting something wrong. I don't know. It it had to have been. I mean, if it was something that wasn't that you had before part of your life before everything else started then you started building a tiny home it had to have been maybe you lifted something wrong or you didn't use your knees on the right pickup or something oh and i'm i'm definitely feeling there were no shows for you to headbang to so (laughs) i don't think that's what caused it (laughs) hey you never know you never know but yeah I, i definitely am feeling it in my legs learning to lift with my legs it was scary i mean honestly like i went in for back surgery last week so i'm doing pretty good to be on a radio show like 10 days later you know i would say so i know when you when you said that you were going to power through and said just give me some time i'm going to be slow i got a brace on i was like okay i've never actually seen a back brace in person so this is pretty exciting yeah oh yeah super exciting (laughs) super exciting for me to to witness what a back brace looks like now if i see it again like oh I remember because I saw Sarah's back brace. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and, and and honestly, like, it hasn't been bad, the aftermath. I mean, I'm wearing the brace. I'm taking a leave, you know, but they don't have me on anything crazy, no pain meds. It, it's really been very mild. Once he made the incision and, you know, moved my nerve over, took the thing out, put it back, it it was honestly instant relief, um, which was really lucky for me. And he said that, you know, within a couple months, he'll be back out hiking again, and that literal music to my ears it was scary going through the procedure having to think i'm getting surgery and and the fact that oh my god i'm in a hospital and there's like covid patients here and and they have the disease and they're treating it here and i'm here and what if i get infected you know so many things running through your mind until you actually get it done and then you're like okay that wasn't so bad i can recover we're human we can do this my body's cool it knows what to do and then getting that full release that satisfactory once it was done knowing that that pain went away was probably the best feeling I mean, ever since it happened. Exactly. You said it It was literally the best feeling. It was, yeah, instant relief. And then knowing that I'm going to be able to hike up a mountain again. I can walk again. You've been, I guess, awarded the privilege to drive again as of, was it yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. I was told I could drive again. Went and got a snow cone. (laughs) How how long were you uh, in bed rest for? So, honestly, it wasn't too bad. I was only out of commission for seven whole days. I couldn't drive. I couldn't go anywhere. I had to, like, lay down, work from home, those sort of things. I would say before that, it was about two months of, like, being in extreme Just pain. dealing with it as you go through your regular motions? Yeah. But, honestly, the, the healing process, it's been, it's been pretty easy. I'm very grateful that I had a doctor that also performs surgery on Troy Aikman. So, I was very confident in my doctor. Cheers. Shout out, Dr. Panta. <laughs> <laughs> All the shout outs. No, I mean, yeah. if you have an experience like that, it's worth the shout out. Thinking about, I have, I've never had any type of like tragic surgery like that where it's like a big pain reliever where I had to actually get a procedure done and bless your heart for all that. I mean, I can't even imagine what that's like because I've never gone through it. <laughs> the only thing that I can even think of that can compare to kind of what you mentioned was like that instant relief. Uh, I know we had a conversation about it earlier is that I got LASIK when I was 25, yeah. and I had a really, I had really bad vision. Like I was legally blind; I couldn't drive a car if I didn't have glasses or contacts in. My contacts were, I think, like a negative five, negative six, or something like that. So I really couldn't see, and I had really bad eye allergies. I remember when I got LASIK, 
as soon as they got done, which only took like five minutes, I could see. Mm-hmm. And then I had a little, a little bit of pain for like maybe a day. And then after that, my vision has been perfect ever since. And here I am now, 32, 31. I'll be 32 this year. <laughs> I mean, how old I am. I could see. And that, yeah. like the best feeling in the world, knowing that as soon as it was done, I was like that instant relief of, oh, wow, I don't have to worry about those things. So It makes you so grateful for what they what we have now mm-hmm. like you don't think about what you have until it takes it away and i think about that all the time with my limbs in a weird way in 2020 when it <laughs> takes it all away from us and you don't appreciate what you have when it's there when you got the procedure done you got approved to drive you got the back brace what's it like driving because i mean it's, it kind of keeps you up straight and obviously when you're driving it's i mean you gotta like look a lot of different ways so what's that like it's terrible and it's hard for the longest time i could not look at my you know, check and look in my rear view mirror. Luckily with my surgery, I can at least do that. But I mean, I think I have to stop and take breaks like every 15 minutes. Even when coming over here, I, I had to stop and walk around my car and then I got back in my car and started driving. It's just like being stagnant, like sitting for too long and especially like speed bumps. Oh my God, they're killer. Oh, I didn't even think about Ooh, that. They're terrible. They're so terrible. Um, like accelerating, braking, just like the little things you don't think about. You use your back for so much and especially driving my car's a piece of crap. So sitting in it is rough. Oh, I but have... Hearing all the movements of the road, plus if you got to make yes. a turn or anything, hard. stopping. Yeah. Cause I didn't even think about that because you have to use your whole, your abdominals and your back to kind of balance your body while you make those turns and you said it balance my balance is crap now i mean it wasn't very (laughs) i wasn't very balanced before but my muscles are like relearning what to do and it's so weird it's it's crazy you think that you know you are born and then you learn to walk you learn to eat or whatever but those are things you have to relearn to do it's wild in, in a weird way, feel good because it's almost like relearning something that you already known before, but it's getting them back into that motion that they were doing then exactly. before you hurt yourself. And I'm hoping if I relearn it the right way, I'll have good posture for the rest of my life. You know, thank God I'm only 26 and I'm in shape, you know, and I'm active. They said that if I had been older, you know, and, and maybe not so much, it wouldn't have been as good of a surgery, but, you know, thank God. Well, worst case scenario, after you heal, you can still wear your back brace to get that uh, perfect posture that you've been seeking. Oh, yeah, my corset. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you'll call it. It'll it'll upgrade itself from a a back brace to a corset. I'll be very fancy then. (laughs) All right. So what's next for you, Sarah? Let's just say you you make it through, because obviously you will. You're a trooper. You make it through the uh, recovery phase. You get the brace off. You got your perfect posture. You're you're back in motion. What's the first thing you want to do? Back in motion, no pun intended. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'd say the first thing I'm I'm looking forward to do, honestly, it sounds silly, but getting back into the office. I, I need that personal like communication with people. You know, even if they're just like clients, or I want to see people again. I miss that. You know, you know, with my mask, of course, six feet apart. But I, I really want to get back into just being around people. It's been as a people person who's constantly just like jumping from one thing to the next. I think going back to work, getting back to a show would be great if we had it. Taking maybe a solo trip would be really cool. I've got 11 trips planned that I can do from a Friday to a Sunday, so like just a weekend. A weekend trip, yep. yep. Quick little getaway. Exactly. i got 11 of those planned, so hopefully if they're open, um, I'd like to do uh, do one of those Caprock Canyons first on the list. Haley, Haley told me it's great, so. My you best got, friend. You got it all planned out. <laughs> I do. I'm such a planner. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. No, but, but some, I mean, you got to plan it out because sometimes time just goes by so fast that if you don't plan, you miss out on opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And it, keep, it keeps it, even if the plan doesn't go where it needs to go, at least you have 
a direction, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And at least you know going into that month or that week that you have something coming up to look forward to. Yep. I manage my calendar very well for work. However, I do not manage my personal calendar <laughs> as well as work. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> Working through a calendar totally helped me out a lot, and uh, I just need to get back on my personal side. But you seem to have it mapped out way better than most, which, which I, that's what I admire about you, Sarah, because you're always, we're always doing something and are about yeah. to do some more. It's a blessing and a curse. I definitely, when I set my mind to something, literally no matter how big, whether it's climbing the tallest mountain in Africa or building a tiny house, I'm going to do it. But then again, it's also, okay, well, did I have the right training? Did I lift things the right way? You know, like I'm going to do it, but is it going to be done the right way? And it makes for a great story, you know. Hopefully we get some Injuna shows coming up so I can actually go places in the Injuna Cruiser. But Are you going to uh, customize the license plate? So, yeah. <laughs> so that you ask. So, unfortunately, Anjuna, whoever you are in Texas that's taken that, I need you to stop <laughs> taking that one because I need it. But I'm also going to see if Trance is uh, available. You know, Elon Bluestone is my favorite DJ. He's kind of coined the term trance. So I would like to see if that's available. If not, then my parents just moved to Arkansas and I'm going to register in Arkansas and take in Juna. So there you go. <laughs> that's the plan. I planned it all out. Did you see if it was open in Arkansas? It is. It's open in Arkansas. Ooh. All so right. So you got plan. options. Oh, yeah. Right. So you got, you got an A, B option there. Exactly. That's what happens when you plan. You get options. <laughs> see, Sarah knows. She knows what she's doing. You mentioned uh, Haley. Yeah. I thought maybe, you know, do you want to give like some recognition to Haley or like a shout out to Haley? Absolutely. And it's kind of funny that you said that because I gave her a shout out earlier today. Haley Gann is literally my best friend in the whole wide world. So we go way, way back. She got me an awesome job at Quest, which I'm super grateful for. Haley Gann is this awesome person, my festival buddy, my work buddy. We actually met each other. It's crazy. I worked with her for one day for four hours, maybe. The very next time I met her, I quit the job because I was working two retail stores that were competitors. I had to pick one. I chose the other one. (laughs) But from that one day, I invited her to come to Meltdown, which was a music festival back in 2012 and 2013. Don't think it happened much after that. But she said yes, and she came with me, and we went to this music festival together. And then I'd say maybe like three or four years later, we would meet up randomly at raves. She was like, hey, I need someone to come work for me. I was like, hey, I need a job. And here we are, like eight or nine years later, this girl is my best friend. So many memories with that crazy girl. (laughs) That is an awesome story. I know. I mean, even to think too, like the first one, like you just like quit and left. Boom. Yeah. You were still an opportunity whenever she had the other opening. Exactly. Yeah. And she was like, I knew that this girl was a raver. There was something about her. She had candy on and she was wearing a headband with a flower on it. I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. That's probably how most people meet me, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's definitely without without any type of thought. I mean, hey, I know Haley as well. And she was one of the first ones that I met in 2015 when I even first got into um, this music scene. And man, she's just always just been an OG. So Haley, if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> Absolutely. From the deep in the fish tank. And I know that she loves that because she loves her fish. How many fish does she have? Oh my God. I don't even know. I know that she had a beta that jumped out of the fish tank a couple of days she ago. Like literally jumped out of the fish tank. And unfortunately had an untimely passing because he oh, couldn't unfortunately goodness. get back in the fish tank. I need that kind of fish <laughs> in this fish tank. One that's just jumping around whenever I walk in. You should invest in a legit aquarium. Well, I had a fish tank and the fish tank's here, but unfortunately, Goldine oh, did pass. I it was heard. a it was a very sad day, but we we powered through it. Goldine is buried in the backyard. She, her spirit lives on in the soil. So we'll, I can feel it in the fish tank. We'll right take here. that as a win. Well, Sarah, before we kind of get towards the end, is there just one last thing you want to close on? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say, I mean, obviously you invited me out here because we're music friends. I think music right now is one of the things that is really holding a lot of people together. If you're not listening to the Twitch streams or live streams that your, your you know, favorite DJs or whatever are playing, I encourage you to listen to them. I know that it's not the same, but even in the chat boxes, you've got a community there of people that are there every night at the same night to come and, and support you and, and be there with you. And it gives you that music that you still need even though we can't have it. And the camaraderie that we take when we when we go to these type of shows, your Ray fams, you know, my, my Anjuna family, I'm so grateful for them. I'm just really grateful for music. And if you haven't taken the opportunity to listen to the music that is out there while you can, I definitely would recommend it because they're fire. All the streams are fire. And I 100% agree with Sarah. Sarah knows what she's talking about. And you know what? These streams have given me some hope as well. And support your local communities as well. I mean, your your small venues that are still trying to do things. Shout out Proper Productions. I mean, and, and even just really, you know, the small ones. They're going to be the ones that are there when all this is done and still doing stuff for you. So support their local ones. Support your fam. Support the DJs that you love. You heard it from Sarah. <laughs> and Justin Timberlake said it best. She's bringing sexy back. Hey. Get it? Sexy, Sexy back. back. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, guys. And on that note, we're going to take a dip out of the fish tank. Fish tank sessions.